Hello everyone, welcome to episode number 19 of Jagged Parts. I know this episode is a day later than what I had initially promised, but I caught a nasty flu this weekend, which you can probably tell from my voice. Man, yesterday I woke up feeling like death. Neo Citron is my best friend today. Anyhow, my guest in episode number 19 is actor Reina Hardesty. I got the chance to work with her on The Flash, on which she currently plays Joss Martin, aka The Weather Witch. Reina started acting as a teenager in Los Angeles, where she still lives, but has also been working all over Canada on various projects. She recently worked on the new Far Cry video game shot in Montreal, Far Cry New Dawn, where she plays Carmina Rai. Other projects she's worked on include playing Stella Namur on two seasons of Crackle's Startup, starring Martin Freeman, Ron Perlman, and Adam Brody, among other actors, shot in Puerto Rico, and Greenhouse Academy, which was shot in Israel. We also chatted about how to stay inspired and mentally healthy as an actor, what Reina loves most about acting, and much more. Here's Reina. Reina, cheers. Yes, cheers. Salud. Salud. Uh, kampai. Kampai. Is that Japanese? Yes. Kampai. Mm-hmm. You are the first guest with whom I am enjoying an alcoholic beverage, a beer, on my show. It's an honor. I'd love to just... My show was lower budget before, so it was only tea. <laughs> <laughs> I got a little bit of money, so now my guests get beer. I feel like a bad influence, but actually, <laughs> So, Reina, you're here in Vancouver uh, filming a, a show that will be coming out soon. Yes, Let's indeed. start off a bit with um, a bit of an origin story on you. So, where were you born? Where did you grow up? And how did you get into acting in, in this industry? Okay. So I was born in Upland in San Bernardino County in California. Uh, But then I moved to Orange County before I can remember. So I was like an infant, Uh, specifically to Lake Forest. So that's like Mission Viejo area, close to Laguna Beach. Okay. Yeah, I know Laguna Beach, yeah. Yeah, okay. That's where the show OC was, right? Yes. Which (laughs) I actually haven't seen. No? I was going to ask you, is it accurate? Is that how people live? Is everyone gorgeous and walking around with their shirts off? Well... Yes. (laughs) Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, so as far as acting goes, I I was a dancer first, which I kind of went like begrudgingly. I don't remember what set it off. I just remember being in dance classes. I think my mom was like, you need something to do, so we'll just put you in, in tap. Or mm. I, I did tap, I did ballet, I did hip hop. You know, it was fun, but I didn't love it. Like sometimes, you know, I'd like throw a tantrum and not want to go. Mm. Uh, and then when I found acting, or rather when acting found me... How did it find you? It was a second grade play. We did The Jungle Book. And okay. it was, I was Shere Khan. Oh, nice. That's a badass role to yes, play. Yes, I know. I, I came in hot, you know. And <laughs> I remember um, just absolutely having so much fun. And when I my interpretation of the character, I was... I was growling with my speaking every time, so nobody could understand a word I was saying. You know, right. I was just like, bah, 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 like the whole time. But <laughs> I, I just remember it being so freeing. Um, and from then, I would always, you know, I would get lost in movies and TV shows and with my friends, all my nerdy friends who I still love very dearly. We would just, uh, we would play pretend during recess. We would. Uh, sing songs from musicals together and i remember one movie specifically which i shouldn't have seen at this age but i watched moulin rouge when Mm. i was like eight or nine i think i stole the dvd from my sister (laughs) 
And she was always talking about what a great movie it was, but she's like, you're not allowed to watch it. Though mm. she did show it to me, but fast forwarded over certain scenes. But right. I was already hooked, and I the Baz Luhrmann version, right? Yes, yeah, the yeah. Baz with uh, Nicole Kidman right. and Ewan McGregor, and. I stole it from her and I brought it to a sleepover. Mm. <laughs> we all watched it together and I, I remember feeling like so bad. <laughs> I, I didn't realize like what I really did. And you know, it could have been a lot worse, but it also, yeah. you know, probably shouldn't have been watching that at when that age. Nine, yeah. But I would play by myself at home. I would reenact like the El Tango de Roxanne scenes mm. and such. And I would be sitting like in the kitchen, like bringing myself to tears through all these uh, experiences in the movie. And I remember I would pretend to, well, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen Moulin Rouge, the ending of the movie, that's what I'll say, the ending of the movie, I would just be like on the stairs crying because it was the end of the movie. Uh. Um, and I knew I always loved it, but I didn't take classes or anything. I didn't really know that was an option until maybe I was 10 or nine. I went to a mall with my mom and my brother and I remember I was wearing Heelys with my glasses and I was a huge nerd back then. I still am. I'm just better at hiding it now. But um I got scouted by somebody who okay. you know, she came up to my mom and was like, Oh, like you have cute like ethnic kids <laughs> Is that what she said? So you know, that's what she was thinking, I'm sure. And she uh she just said, Here's this a uh, commercial workshop class. Oh, Come right. check it out and see if you like it. And mm-hmm. my brother and I went and we did mcdonald's commercials i think Mm. it it was something silly like that but you know it all turned out to be this thing to lure in students for uh the performers academy in south oc which is where i studied acting for 10 years oh wow so you got into super young yeah and i didn't realize until recently like how lucky i am so that happened at such a wow so 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 do you remember how old you were when you took your first acting class I want to say nine or ten. Wow. So I have a question for you. Like at that age, I mean, you're just you're just forming your sense of reality of the world. Mm -hmm. And then you start acting. Do you remember how you separated between what's real versus what's kind of real within acting, but not real outside of that? Well, I mean, I always knew that I was playing. It was it was my escape, Mm -hmm. you know, because it, you know, there's. I mean, nobody has a perfect home life, so any like of the stress that I was experiencing, I would just. What I loved so much about acting was the play and the, the non-stress about it. Even if it was something stressful that I had to be going through through the scene, like I could, because I was never good at communicating okay. as a kid how I really felt. I was able to do it through acting, you know, okay. to release everything that I was feeling. So there wasn't really like a. I wasn't having a moment of like, oh, what's real, you know? Right. <laughs> I always knew what was happening. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. Okay, so you started learning acting, um, and then, uh, yeah, then what came next? How did you start doing commercials, well, TV? Well, so when I was going to the Performers Academy, they, you know, being in South OC, it wasn't super ideal to, like, have an agent and have to drive up to L.A. I mean, right. better to be there than, you know, anywhere else in the country, really, but... Um, I got an agent through the acting school. They had these agent showcases where people would come in and then we would do a monologue for them. And I got signed and mm. I got headshots done, but I, my parents only had the time to drive me up to maybe like two or three auditions, Okay. which, you know, it just wasn't practical. They would have to take me out of school. We'd right. have to drive an hour and a half up to LA and it was just a whole thing. And, you know, and I'm so grateful they even did those three or four times that they brought me up there. I mean, that's just, that's wild to me, but. 
it didn't really work out practically. Mm -hmm. And honestly, I'm kind of glad. I'm glad that I didn't start in the industry super early. Right. Because I just feel like that would screw you up. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, you had a real childhood. You were able to just grow up peacefully. Yeah, absolutely. Although, like, I always knew. Yeah. Always, always knew. Like, this is what I want to do. I don't have a plan B. I don't want a plan B. Like, this is my purpose. So I'm so fortunate that I discovered that at such an early age. Um... And then, yeah, so I got the agent, but, you know, nothing really happened. And then right. when I turned about 13 or 14, I actually, you know, when middle school started and middle school being the nightmare that it is, right. I kind of went off the deep end and I I wasn't making the right choices. I was... Hmm. Let's get into that. No, I'm joking. Yeah. I mean, I mean we that. could. <laughs> no, 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 I'm joking. No, no, no. no. Honestly, like, it's something that I've been ashamed of before, but now, like, I'm not going to, like, share too many details, but, like, no. it's something that I'm proud of that i overcame but i yeah i was hanging out with the wrong people i was doing drugs i was Mm. a mess like i stopped doing all my homework i used to be like straight a's all honors like gate program and everything and then once i got to middle school and met the wrong people it all just tanked and during those two years of middle school i didn't care about acting as much anymore like i loved it but i didn't want anybody to know because i was embarrassed because it was nerdy right right you know and for the extracurricular things in middle school I chose, I don't remember what I chose, but I didn't choose drama because Mm. I thought people would make fun of me. Mm. So for about two years there, uh, things, you know, I wasn't happy. Things at home weren't the best. And I was just a very angry preteen. And um, right when I got to high school, I got reintroduced to acting through my, I signed up for drama. Because at that point I was like, well, I'm not going to the same high school as all these people in my middle school. I learned a lot over those right. two years, who my real friends were and what I really wanted in my life. Like it, it got really, really dark. Mm. So when I went back to, when I went to high school and I went to drama one, my teacher, uh, Todd Sautner, he was really just different than what you would expect a drama teacher to be like. Mm. Like he came to class with like flip-flops and a Hurley t-shirt <laughs> and he was like this cool surfer dude. And I was like, oh, maybe... Maybe this isn't nerdy. Yeah. And he like called me out. He was like, you have all this potential. And yet you, you know, he would jokingly say like, oh, like you're, you're off smoking dope with your friends, which hmm. he, he was right. <laughs> but <laughs> I don't think he realized to like what extent how right he was. Right. And that that's kind of what brought me back to, oh, this guy's really happy and he's successful and he embraces this art. And this is like, you know, who I've always been. So it brought me back to it and honestly i think it kind of saved my life Mm. like because things they were bad yeah and it was like this light switch went off in my brain the day before my one act debut Mm. in uh freshman year of high school i just kind of decided you know i want to do this instead and i just you know it wasn't like an immediate like 180 turn from the dark side to acting again but that's when i really started my transition i started hanging out with better people and then i allowed myself to be who i was and an actor right you know and yeah throughout high school i was just really you know rebuilding my self-confidence after everything and embracing it and i was lucky enough to go to school where there was a really good program for screenwriting and for film so my senior year we had this film program where We could star in or direct or make our own film write our own films and that's when you know i did my first 
films. Nice. <laughs> Granted, they were like, you know, yeah, but s- high school students. Yeah, yeah, sure. But you know, the first time I actually was able to be a lead in something and feel validated for my work because I ended up winning Best Actress. Oh, wow. And that's when I was like, I remember the day after graduation, I kind of woke up in a frenzy and was like, I need to go to LA. And like, I looked up where to go. I found Playhouse West and yeah. I was like, uh, I got to go on a Tuesday. Oh, wow. And like, I, I drove and for a year I was driving from Back Orange and County. Yep. So that's interesting. Let's get into that. Um, yeah. So the Playhouse. So first of all, I mean the neighborhood play, the neighborhood Playhouse, right? No, Playhouse the West. The Playhouse West. Okay. Yes. So how did you, so how old were you when you found that school? 18. Okay. And you just found it yourself looking online? Yeah. Well, through like a mutual friend on Instagram okay. who... Okay. I believe the universe brought this person's account to me and that's all I gained from that person <laughs> because we were talking for a bit. It was a guy I was like kind of dating, but not really. Okay. But then he, that's how I found Playhouse West and it just okay. happened to be everything I needed. Cause you're familiar with the Miser technique. technique yes. It's so much more than just acting. It's right. like therapy, right? Yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, that was when I started my journey with Los Angeles. So, okay, so then did you move to Los Angeles or you said you were going back and forth? Yeah, so for a year, I was working at a coffee shop in Orange County. So from 4.30 a.m. to 10.30 a.m., I think three, four or five times a week. Oh, damn, four in the morning? Yeah. Wow. I would open the coffee shop (laughs) at 10.30, I would be done, and then I'd go home and shower and get ready. And then I'd drive to Los Angeles and I would go to class, I would do my rehearsals and whatnot. And then, you know, class would get out at like 11 p.m. So I would either go home or I was dating a guy at the time who lived in Sierra Madre. So that was a bit easier. But for a year, I was, you know, just working my ass off. And I was having mental breakdowns (laughs) like every week because I was so exhausted. But, you know, Mm. that was like my purpose. I needed to do it. Right. Because otherwise, I don't know what I would be doing, you know. Wow. So so you really uh, threw yourself into it. I did. Yeah. That's great. And then um, from there, that you started auditioning for film and TV? Yeah, well, how exactly did that start? I'm trying to remember. Did you do any theater or you kind of jumped straight into film? No, I didn't do any, like, legit theater productions. You know, I did I did Romeo and Juliet in high school and such. But uh, sure. in L.A., I, I didn't. It's just, I've always been in acting classes consistently, mm-hmm. except for, like, the two years that I mentioned earlier that I wasn't really, but that's kind of like where I get my theater um, right. fix, right. just being on stage. But how did this happen? So after driving back and forth from LA for a year, I, I had help from my dad okay. to, move up, to move up to LA. Bless him. He's the most, he's my number one fan. He's so. Your parents like, are supportive. Yeah, that's absolutely. Great. Absolutely. Um, it freaked my mom out a little bit more at first, but then, you know, it's worked out. So now she's, yeah. now she's cool with it. <laughs> she, she sees you on Netflix. So it's yeah. all good. I think that's why it changes for all the actors. As soon as you're on Netflix, you're legit. You're, then you're, you're like, okay, okay. It's kind of acceptable now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I always forget that. Yeah, especially like, you know, you have family. You mentioned Japan or like I have family yeah. in India and the Middle East. And like mm-hmm. they've seen me and now it's okay. Like yeah, a couple now you're years like, ago, I was a loser. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm like, you're on Netflix. I had like five lines, but it doesn't matter. No, of course, because you're there. They can, yeah. they can see you on their little magic box. Yeah, like, yeah. That's awesome. It's funny how it changes. So anyway, go on. Um, so honestly, <clears throat> I feel like everything that happened to me was super, like freakish universe, fortunate circumstances. Right. Um, I was able to move to LA with the help from my father. And, you know, we had this discussion of, like, look, like, 
six months to a year, like, I'll help you, but then, like, we'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. And he kind of considered it, like, this is your college tuition because I decided not to go to college. Because right. That's a bold choice. I yeah. Mean, yeah. Did well, you know that for sure or you were, you struggled with that? No, with I knew. That? You just knew? I mean, my mother didn't agree. But <laughs> you just wanted to go all in. Yeah. Actually, okay. I remember this moment that I had. I was in this math placement test for the community college that I was going to go to, and I just, I just had this, like, visceral reaction of, like, no. You know, no, this is this isn't right. I don't feel like this is right. You right. know, I, d- I always had faith in myself just because I think because I've been prepping for it for so long. Right. It's like, listen, right. like I'm, I'm trained. I know. Right. You know. Yeah. And so right when I moved up to L.A., I was living in a rented room in a house in Los Feliz. And I had remember those headshots and the agent well, I wasn't with that agent anymore, of course, but I had these headshots up on LA Casting and Actors Access. Mm. And one day after my job, I was working at uh, this sushi restaurant in West Hollywood called Katana for about a year when I first moved up, lived in LA. I got back from work and I had this email from this random person from LA Casting who was like, hey, we saw your picture on LA Casting and we think you have a great look. Like maybe we can be your commercial representation. And I'm thinking, okay, this is a this is a scam. <laughs> yeah. They're gonna murder me, like whatever. But then I looked them up and I was like, well, like, seems legit and yeah. I have nothing else going for me right now. So right. I might as well take a meeting. And I went to the meeting and it went really well. The theatrical department head, uh, Stacy Salodkin, was there as well and she we just kind of clicked immediately and she was like all right like let's do this yeah and she's still my agent oh you're still with them no that's great and right so (laughs) when i talk about like how that happens sometimes i feel bad because i'm like oh like it 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 just happened a little too easily for me granted there were pictures from when i was like 13 and i was like oh i'm i'm 19 now like i look a little different so like we'll we'll meet and whatnot but yeah that was just i think that was interesting so let me ask you a question what is your playing range on film what do you typically play? Um, <clears throat> I'd say, well, because in Greenhouse Academy, I play 16. Okay. And then in Startup, I'm 24, 25. Right. So, I mean, I guess that would be my range. So you still, uh, even now, you still audition for 16, 17-year-olds? Yeah. Although, lately, I don't feel as much that I can really come off as that. Right. And not even just physically, but energetically well energetically definitely i mean you're quite mature thank you like i'm yeah. not gonna say your age but I, you told me Wait, earlier and, i'm 23 guys okay you're okay. 23 <laughs> <laughs> well i didn't want to say it if you didn't want it no, out totally there fine. but um but yeah you're definitely quite mature thank so you. um but i mean i feel like you could probably play 18 19 year old but yeah i mean um i have heard from other actors who are younger as well that they just don't connect to that material like playing high school and just not connecting with the high school issues anymore yeah so, so you're, but you still are kind of playing in that category, right? It's yeah. not, a bla- I mean, listen, it's good to play young. You have all yeah. your life to play older. Yeah, of course. So it, it's more like, I don't feel like I can accurately depict the naivete of a 16 year old anymore. Mm. Right. <laughs> you know, and then there's a lot of roles where like this, this 16 year old has seen some shit and then yeah. I'm like, okay, well, you yeah, know, that's well, okay. Th- that's th- a good that's way fine. Playing. Like I can do it. But, um, yeah, yeah. but yeah, and there are so many younger actual 16 year old actresses granted i know that there's like the legal issues and such but even like 18 like you know give the opportunity to them yeah as well yeah 
and I know people my age who look a lot younger than I do. So yeah, but I find like now there's a lot of uh, I mean, the, the characters are teenagers, but they're there's just they're, they're darker shows like Riverdale, right? Yeah, something. So yeah, that would be interesting. And the way that it works with that world is like all the actors are older yeah. than what they're depicting, so they all match each other. Right. So it works. Right. But you know, as long as actual 15, 16 year olds with like their their awkward bodies don't look at these people and expect to right. look like that. Like you, you have to understand that these are grown adults and right, right. You can't compare yourself to them. That's what I find a little mm. bit concerning about right. casting the older people because, right. like, when I was sixteen, like I had the worst acne. Mm. I was like super awkward and skinny and like was comparing myself to like Mean Girls. Yeah, these voluptuous, beautiful women wondering why I didn't look like that. Like, yeah, that's, yeah, that's a good point actually. Yeah. Yeah, because a lot of the yeah, they're they look really good. Everyone looks really good. They look perfect, and yeah. it it kind of I think it subconsciously makes us want to grow up even faster than we already do as teenagers. You know, mm-hmm. when we need to embrace being kids. I say we as if I'm still a teenager. <laughs> I forget all the time that I'm an adult, like all the time, especially because I didn't go to college. Like as I was mentioning to you earlier when I was talking about being in Japan with my mom and being with her the whole time, like, oh, sh- shit, like, I'm an adult. I don't like this. I can't do this anymore, you know? Yeah. So, okay, um, question for you. Yes. So you're half Japanese, Yes, right? I am. Uh, I'm just curious in terms of, like, um, what kind of roles do you go out for? Is it, like, are you... I know, like, in, sometimes casting can see people differently. They're like, oh, you're ethnic or you're not ethnic. Like, I find there's a huge category divide now. Mm-hmm. It's like, and apparently ethnic people are in demand now. That's what I keep hearing, right? Uh, which I think which, is definitely true. Yeah, which yeah. is true. Okay. Good so, for us. Yay. Yeah. So how, yeah, how are you seen? You know, it's... Because you are, because you're half white, half yeah, Japanese. So, so like, how are how are you seen? It, I don't know how I'm seen, but I'm, I will get auditions for something like, for example, okay, Stella mm-hmm. in Startup. Mm-hmm. Sorry if that wasn't clear. Uh, the breakdown said Asian American, okay. and that's vague enough where it's like, okay, well, Asian American that could be any of the East Asian or e- anything, yeah, really, and you don't have to be full, you don't have to be anything. But then when there's movies like I auditioned for to all the boys I loved before, okay, and they're Korean, right? You know, and I I didn't feel right auditioning for it, right? I was kind of like, uh, like, and am I, you know, am, am I Asian enough? Am I mm. too white? And then also korean versus japanese like you know there's always like this weird gray area of like whatever they'll go with i guess Mm -hmm. but especially when family is involved in the casting and you have to match up with all these different people that's when i get extra stressed right because you know if i want to play a full asian woman Mm -hmm. which i get auditions for all the time i can't help but feel like a fraud sometimes Mm -hmm. which i know isn't like a healthy mindset but yeah as as a half ethnic person there's always like this too much or not enough of something we're in like this weird gray area so it's right. definitely been an issue what i love is just the all ethnicities yeah then, then yeah. i don't care that's normally like what i book right mm-hmm. yeah i mean i feel like uh like i've been told before some people tell me I've been told that you're too ethnic or I've been told I'm not ethnic enough. Like, you know, I don't know what, if you heard like, that. What does either. that mean? An ethnic enough for who? You know? Yeah, exactly, <laughs> like, right? So it's, I mean, I, I feel like, um, I don't know what your opinion on this is, but I feel like, uh, which is great, like, you know, in the last five, six years, they're really opened up and they want TV to look like what society looks like, right? When yeah. you walk outside your door, there's people of every color, ethnicity out there, right? Mm-hmm. 
Um, and right now they're just like, oh, well, we need more ethnic people. So there's, you know, that. But I want to get, I wish that we get to a point where it's just not a factor. It's just like you're an actor, you can play anything. Of course, I understand if it's a culturally specific story. Like if you're, if it's a story in Japan during the World War, yeah, you're going to have to look Japanese for that, you Absolutely. know? But if it's not specific culturally, why don't you just look at everyone? Yeah, I think that's huge. And I think that's happening more. Right. At least like, for Greenhouse Academy, there mm-hmm. was, you know, all ethnicity. And then for, for Joss on The Flash. Yeah. Like, even though I guess technically she did have to be half white now that I think about it. But it was open to any ethnicity otherwise. Right. And there's nothing, nowhere in the script doesn't mention me being Asian. Right. I just am. Yeah. You know, and that's that's what I think is important. Unless it's, you know, something, like you said, specific for that culture. Right. Otherwise, it's like, you don't meet somebody and the first thing you see is, oh, this person is this ethnicity. Right. Unless you're like you have the total wrong mindset right in my right opinion. cool so let's uh talk a bit about your the projects that you worked on and what are some of your memorable experiences favorite projects so what are some of your so the last project i guess you worked on was uh, uh far cry in yes. montreal so talk a bit about yes. that yes far cry new dawn in montreal oh wow that one was so much fun because i feel like there's so much more ego involved in tv and mm. film whereas in this video game, I felt like there were like 10 people on the crew, probably more than that, when we're just, they're just hanging out on computers. We're all nerds. We're all wearing, at least the actors, wearing these crazy suits covered in dots, swinging around like fake wooden yeah. things. It, it's like play, you mm-hmm. know? And it, you're not constrained to a camera, like a frame, you know? You're, right you're so much more free it's like theater mm-hmm. i really really loved it um and it helped me really completely let go of ego because i've worked on things before where it's like i let ego get the better of me where i was second guessing myself like mm. am i good enough for this like these people because of like you know who they are right like, freaked me out but with this like my actual face isn't even in this so what what is you know? uh what, what's the name of your character and what, what's your character in the video game uh, carmina rye So if you play Far Cry 5, there's a mission in Far Cry 5 called Special Delivery where you help this woman, Kim Rye, and her husband, Nick Rye. She goes into labor, and you have to help her deliver the baby. And the baby's born, and it's your goddaughter, and I'm the baby. Oh, cool. Yeah, so Far Cry New Dawn is 17 years after Far Cry 5 came out. Okay. And that's, it's post-apocalyptic. It's after, like, a bunch of shit goes down. And my character was raised in a bunker okay you know has never seen the world before a nuclear oh, bomb wow. hit and destroyed everything yeah so it's really interesting to play that like how does this make her different than everybody else you know like my perspective is obviously different the first time i see the sun i'm six years old hmm. like that was a lot of like really juicy material to play with it was so much fun wow. and i was telling you earlier like montreal is my favorite city yeah. in the world truly hey maybe you'll be in the next far cry too and you'll go go back there man i would love to so ubisoft please (laughs) (laughs) so um in terms of how how is it to act in a i haven't acted in a video game before so there's uh, there's scenes right it's like film tv it's a script like a tv show yes or a film yes and then um like what's the difference in acting between film tv and a video game I know you have all the scan, the mocap. Yeah. So you have, you have all the dots in your face. Yeah. And you have this crazy contraption on your head where there's, I think, four or five different cameras pointed at your face from all different angles. It's like a giant brace. Okay. Almost. 
and you at least for this particular project we went early and we were rehearsing together okay. for about a week before which i know people do that for films but you know network television you just show up and you do right. your job on the day yeah this we really got to work the scenes find out like everything about our characters and really just get to know each other well so it felt it was a lot more comfortable mm -hmm. like we felt like a family and that we were doing art rather than doing a job you know and i think the my favorite part about it was because it's a first person shooter the camera operator his name is randy he's the best he had a contraption on his head that had the camera pointing you know towards us okay. so whenever we're talking to the player, which is, you know, the first person. We're really looking at Randy, who has a camera I see, okay. on his face. Okay. And that's the only camera we really have to mind. Oh, I see. Okay. To, like, you know, talk to him or whatnot. But he's also, like, running around with us, and you treat him like a person. Well, because he is. Right. <laughs> and. But that's the audience POV. Yeah. When they're playing the and game. that's the audience POV, and that's the only angle there is. Oh. So, so other than that, it's just, you're just, it's like theater? You're just yeah. doing the scene, and then they just capture it however yeah. they want to? Yeah. Oh, wow. It's so much fun. Right. And the props, they build, you know, like little sets and little stages and you have all the weapons and uh, just props everywhere. It's really fun. But you have to do a lot of the visualization in your head in terms of all the back. All of all, it. Because all green screen, right? I mean, all of it. It's it's not even green screen. Yeah, it's just it's like different. you're in, we're on this sound stage. Not even a sound stage. It was just a room, probably like the size of a gymnasium. Hmm. And there was just tape surrounding the perimeter. And that's about it. <laughs> wow. And you see the people yeah. working on the computers in the back. And right. then, yeah. So it's, it's very different, but I loved it. Yeah. I personally loved it so much. Yeah. I think it's a great uh, experience for acting because more uh, now more and more acting is becoming like that too, right? There's mm -hmm. so much FX that you have to be just yeah. acting against nothing. Yeah. And reacting to the city burning down or whatever. Yeah. So it's good. You should be able to act in any condition. Yeah. But yeah, that is our job. Yeah. You know, to really be able to live truthfully under that imaginary circumstance. Imaginary circumstances, you know? yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's lovely to have another actor to work or react with, but sometimes yeah. you just might not. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, because I had to do so much voiceover for Carmina right. in the actual booth, you know, during gameplay, because the only things that we filmed were the cutscenes, where, you know, you can't skip the cutscenes and they're part of the story. And this is when you just sit back and watch everything that's happening. Right. But in gameplay, you know, where we're blowing everybody up and yeah. I'm screaming things at you, like, that was honestly so challenging because I'm sitting in this tiny room where, you know, I have nobody to work off of except for, you know, the, the, the director who's in a different room through a sheet of glass. Right. And she's, I have to be screaming, like screaming at the top of my lungs. Very difficult. And like, I had to die and make like, okay, well, die like you're getting your, th your throat slit throat right slit, now. Yeah. And it's just like, <laughs> like, I don't know how that works. Okay, I'll try. Um, and you know, getting hit or even sneezing like it's just so weird to have to like command that right on the spot when you're like in this area that so clearly isn't that but it, you know if you're trained and you know what you're doing and you love the craft right it's just you just gotta relax it's all about taking the pressure off of yourself you know hmm. have you played the game i did <laughs> so what was it like playing yourself like your the character so i'm horrible at video yeah. <laughs> games like, especially those first person shooter ones because of the two different uh toggles and the directions you have to go i just like i 
I can't do it. I cannot do it. And I don't understand. So I did it with a group of friends knowing that this is going to be the case. And, yeah. you know, I tried for a couple seconds. I actually posted a video on, it, on Instagram of me, like, punching my own character in the face. That was oddly satisfying. <laughs> <laughs> Just, it, it was bizarre, though. Like, Yeah, you're immortalized now in a video game. Yeah. Well, I mean, she could die several times and then you have to revive her and such because she's right. a gun for hire. So she, oh, I see. Okay. You know, is fighting the bad guys along with you. But... It was very bizarre. I started taking it really personally when my friends were like taking too long to revive me or like, <laughs> or, like hitting me because I was I was having oh, fun man. hitting myself. But then when they started like doing it, I'm like, oh, is everything okay? You know, like, what are you doing? You know, it was really interesting. Also, because she has my mannerisms. It was just weird, super bizarre. Wow. Yeah. But it's cool, though. I mean, like, I mean, you know, these video games are so popular around the world, right? So you'll have mm -hmm. people in Brazil playing the video game and kind of getting to be familiar with you and yeah yeah i know someone who was in uh, far cry 3 i think mm -hmm. and he played this like crazy spanish character when they're stranded on an island and he became famous like was like, was he a, the villain Voss, i think his name was Voss. i'm, I'm not but, super familiar with him but i've i've he, i know which game you're talking okay about. yeah he was i think from montreal actually um yeah that then, makes sense and then it's just the character was so eccentric that he became wildly popular after that. Was he the main villain? I think I know who you're talking about. Then I don't know because I, I I watch clips from all the performances. You know, he has like a one. mohawk. Yeah. Oh, yeah. he's amazing. Yeah, that guy. Did you did you watch some of it? Yeah, I did. I did. I watched his audition. It's I mean, I mean, the guy like he became famous all around the world because yeah. the, the performance is great and it's just such a popular character. Yeah, now. such a powerful character. Yeah, these villains. It's so much fun to like play these out of this world characters. You know. Like yeah Joss in the flash she's yeah. you know ridiculous yeah cool so um so yeah you worked on the flash a couple of episodes uh, mm -hmm. earlier as well and so what was that like well <laughs> I, got, I got a chance to defend you for some of your crimes yes yes it was wonderful <laughs> i got to meet you Likewise. i got to meet a lot of uh wonderful people um what i love about the flash is everybody's just so kind you know on on set i don't know if it's because it's in canada but like everybody's just so sweet and they're mm -hmm. I don't think there's a lot of ego. Did you sense a lot of ego? I, no, I, I no, didn't at all. It's very chill set. Yeah, yeah, everyone's just like there to do their job. Right. And be kind. And I've really learned that recently that kindness and humility are like the number one things to keep you going. Mm -hmm. You know, other than talent. But <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's. Yeah, I mean, I always find the masters always work without ego. Yeah. Most of the people like yeah. who just talk nonstop, they're usually not the most talented ones. Yeah. Someone like that's what I've realized, not just in acting and in life. Someone who's just quiet, just doing their own thing. Yeah. And then you find out that they run Amazon or something. Yeah. <laughs> not that I've seen Jeff Bezos in person, but you know what I mean? Yeah, well, because you know, you shouldn't have to I think when you talk so much or when you, you know, prey on other people, that all comes out of insecurity. Right. And if you know, that you're good at what you do and you're there to do it for the right reasons you mm -hmm. know all these actors who are kind and gracious and want to actually have fun like i feel like people forget sometimes when you're on a tv set like this isn't about your fame this yeah. isn't about your blah blah like we're literally getting paid to play pretend right like it's really not that serious yeah. you know and why don't why can't we just go back to like when we're little kids on the playground yeah. you know because yeah. that's essentially what it is mm -hmm. and that's when you're the best that's right. when you when you let go right of your expectations and you let go of all the noise that surrounds this industry right 
when you master that, because it's hard, mm-hmm. obviously, you understand. Like, it's mm-hmm. it's hard sometimes. Like, no matter what direction it is. Like, if you're getting swept up and, you're, and people are praising you constantly or if people are dragging you down. Like, and I've experienced both of those. Like, for Greenhouse Academy, <laughs> listen, my character, like, you're supposed to hate her. Okay. So, when that first came out, I was getting so much hate. Oh, yeah? Yeah, because I, I don't know if it's because of, like, a younger audience or what, but they... Like, they hated the character, you mean? They hated the character. Or were they making personal attacks on you? Well, it was mainly just hating the character. Okay. But then they would say, like, they would bring race into it. Oh, really? Yeah, so that, I was like... Like, YouTube comments, you mean? Like, like who? Instagram. Oh, Instagram. DMs on Instagram, people like... Oh, you were getting DMs? Uh Uh-huh. Wow. I just got one today. It's crazy. It's it's so weird. But then, but then you get, like, then you get comments praising you and DMs praising you. And it's like, you can't let any of that get to you because literally, like... You're not doing it for them. Right. You know, you're not doing it for somebody's approval. Like, it's just about bringing truth to the circumstance that you're going through. And, like, that's what brings you the real joy. Right. At least that's where your joy should come from, not from the validation or lack thereof, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's also, in a way, if you're playing that kind of a character and it's eliciting that kind of response, it means you did your job. Yeah, that's true. Right? And that's what I kept having to tell myself. But there's yeah. a couple times right, where right, I was like... Oh, <laughs> you know, Nasty. like, ouch, that I mean, hurt. that's just yeah. a function, like, you know, there's so many people. It's so hot, easy to hide behind a keyboard, right? You can just sit anywhere and say anything yeah. without any repercussions, right? Even have a fake account. People will just create fake accounts and just spam people. Yeah. So and I hope just, those people can find happiness because I know that that means something is going Yeah, on. I mean, if you're taking time out of your day where you could be doing something else yeah. and just sending hate messages to other people, yeah, I think that says something about it. Yeah, and, and I I just think that you know the world is a little sick right now because we're all so glued onto our phones that we're paying attention and putting all this energy into all this bullshit that doesn't matter. You right. know, when it's like it's as simple as you know getting off your phone and having actual human connections. That's where you're gonna feel fulfilled. You're never gonna feel fulfilled just doing stupid bullshit on your phone all day. Right. Like literally, my folder that has all of my apps on it and my phone is labeled stupid bullshit. <laughs> also, I hope I can curse on this. Sorry. Yes, you can. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We already broke the alcohol barrier, so no, what? like, well, uh, should I call the strippers? Like, uh, they should be on their way. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? I, f- I was going to say something I forgot. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So, okay. So you shot the Greenhouse Academy in Israel. You said I did. Wow. Tel- where in Israel? Israel? Tel Aviv. Wow, it's a crazy city, right? I I've love been there. Yeah. Tel Aviv. Yeah, it's been a long time. It was there in uh, summer of 2016. But okay, it's a crazy party town yes it's like everyone walks with their shirt off and it's gorgeous it kind of reminded me of rio de janeiro yeah well i've never been there so like well everyone's super fit and like because they all go to the military right yeah israelis yeah, so. yeah so so what was that like honestly working on that show and filming there when i got cast in that show i okay so i've struggled with acne on and off my whole life and when i got cast in that show my acne like came back with a vengeance and this was like a huge test from the universe because i went you know i had never been off on my own somewhere for such an extended amount of time like just on my own accord you know like i was terrified honestly i was super insecure i kept having imposter syndrome of like uh, like what what am i doing here like i can't believe you don't deserve to be here yeah yeah even though you know everyone on the cast Mm -hmm. was super kind and i got a best friend out of it Mm. it's just i was so insecure 
the whole time. I had fun, but, and I've also never been one to really function well in group dynamics. Like I'm very good one-on-one with people. Okay. But when it comes to like, oh, let's hang out with the gang, I'm always kind of like, oh, what's happening? But like, that's what it was with everybody on that cast. And you know, they're all super nice, but I always felt like I had this little voice in my head that was just taking over the whole time. And I, it worked for my character because that is my character. She's insecure and like, it comes out in really ugly ways. Like she, acts like she knows everything and that she's better than everyone and she's so smart and but really she's just a sad scared little girl on the inside and like so I guess it kind of worked but I had to learn a lot about being okay with myself because I spent a lot of time with myself right because we filmed the first two seasons all at once in three months there which I know is really fast wow really really fast it was insane so half the time when the rest of the cast was filming because I come in in the very end of season one and then I'm in season two okay they would all be working and I would be on my own. Right. So I had to learn how to be okay with myself. And yeah, really just figure out this little monster ego of mine, like, you know, telling me all these horrible things about myself or the opposite. Like I had to get a grasp on it, you know? I mean, it was a beautiful learning experience. I wouldn't change a thing. And yeah, I'm focusing on the negatives right now, but also not really negatives because no, like learning said, experiences. Yeah. But yeah, to be truthful, totally honest like my skin was breaking out the whole time i was getting a facial like every eight days mm, oh, wow. <laughs> it was it's probably hot too right it was yeah, hot there. super humid super hot um you know you're in a different climate so your skin's gonna freak out even more and yeah. like i remember oh my gosh like it was so mortifying a couple times on set like they had to adjust the lighting specifically for, for you <laughs> i wanted to die i wanted to die i mean not really but but yeah that it taught me very early on like how I had to manage that and also be able to put on a good performance. And, you know, it's not about me. It's about me like serving the story, mm-hmm. you know? It's not about, do I look good enough? Like, that's right. just noise, you know? Right. Yeah. I mean, I think that's, to me, that's one of the things I like the best about acting because it, it is self-exploration and self-analysis. Yeah. And, you know, I would say, I mean, I've heard of actors being called emotional athletes, which I sound a bit, which I think sounds a bit pretentious, but it all makes sense. But but it is kind of true, right? The worst description I've heard is actors are professional human beings. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> acting teacher said I, that. I was like, who okay, said that that's to a bit that's, much. It was is, some but, random acting class, and I the mean, guy at one point he said, "Actors are professional human beings." I was like, I was like, I know where you're coming from, but this sounds so fucking douchey. Like, yeah. you're sitting in the first world playing pretend for a living. You know, yeah. there's people like, I don't know. I, I mean, like, you know, everyone's a human being. Don't call yourself a professional human being. Of yeah. course, there's there's the quality of you know, uh, in the moment you're asked to do whatever the emotion is. But uh-huh. yeah, but I mean, um, <laughs> anyway, I just came. I just remember that. But um, I, I can see what he meant. But also, yeah, I yes, can, I agree. It comes off a little like. Mm, we're not gods yeah like actors are not gods i just have to say that like some people like to think that exactly no man literally playing pretend yeah you're playing pretend remember yeah professional human beings yeah oh god Um, as opposed to amateur human beings the rest of them (laughs) (laughs) rest of the people they're just amateurs at this thing called life we're the professionals no no we're just we're just masochists we just like to yeah well i think what draws me to acting is you know being able to live as many lives and experience right. as many things as we can in our own short lifetime that's i right. think if anything it just means we're curious mm-hmm. curious yeah. and i mean 
self-analysis is something you know Huge. you would probably be analyzing yourself a bit more than the average person just yeah. because it's the nature of your job right yeah. like because you're constantly under the microscope and all your insecurities will show up so you have mm-hmm. to, you're just forced to confront them a bit more or just trying to understand the psyche of every character that you right. have you know just like why would she say this why is she like this yeah you know i love painting the portrait of their backstory just like coming up with every little thing that led to this moment of like why is she acting like this yeah so who who are some actors that you admire oh man um you know i never know how to answer that question i feel like i don't watch enough things which is embarrassing because people are always like have you seen this movie have you seen this and i'm like "Mm, no but i've watched bojack horseman 900 times (laughs) which have you seen that's fair show no i have not but i've heard of it my favorite show yeah like hands down yeah bojack horseman is like my favorite okay it's oh I've heard it's really smart. You, you just have to watch it. It's incredible. Um, well, it's hard for me to say, like, specifically who are my favorites because it's more like specific performances will really get me going, like Holly Hunter and Broadcast News. Um, Olivia Coleman in The Favorite. Hello. Mm. I was going to throw something at the screen if she didn't win, so I'm really, really glad she won. <laughs> Congrats. Yeah. Um, oh, my gosh. What's her name? The lead actress in Pan's Labyrinth. I loved her. Oh, yeah. Uh, Well, everyone in Pan's Labyrinth. Yeah, Um, that was a good film. Robert De Niro and Jodie Foster in Taxi Driver. Mm. Meryl Streep and Sophie's Choice. I mean, I'm I'm listing, you know, like, I I hate to be, like, listing obvious choices, but they're also, like, they're classic and obvious for a reason, you know? Yeah. And I always say, like, Nicole Kidman in Moulin Rouge, like, that was, I think, the first movie that I saw that made me really want to be an actress. So mm-hmm. I want to give a lot of credit to her. I think Nicole Kidman is uh, greatly under underappreciated. Absolutely. She's a very uh, good actor. Yeah. She's sometimes not given the credit. For yeah. Her. Did you see Big Little Lies? No. The HBO show, right? Yeah. 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 Stunning. I, amazing. I mean, everyone in that show is amazing. But she, mm. she really, that's, I mean, she's absolutely incredible. I'm so excited for seasons two yeah Meryl Streep <laughs> oh that's right yeah um, cool so you worked on uh, a show called Startup right yes you filmed in Puerto Rico man you're really lucky like you get to I, go to all these places you I come, know. come to amazing Vancouver I say this and, all the time like I don't know what I did in my past life to deserve <laughs> any of this but I'd like to think oh <laughs> you could <laughs> yeah I'd like to think that Um. yeah I don't know I mean I every single day I'm grateful, you know, I try not to take any of it for granted, which of course I do because I'm human and I lose perspective sometimes and I'll right. complain about stupid shit, but then I try to catch myself and I'm like, oh, you know, like, shut up, your life is great. Right. But yeah, it's, startup in Puerto Rico was also a very valuable learning. So what's the show about? Tell us a bit about the show. So startup is a tech crime drama set in Miami about uh, four people, uh, a hacker from Hialeah, I think that's how you say it. Um, a banker from Brickle, a thug from Little Haiti, and I think he's an FBI agent. Oh, I should know this. I'm so horrible. Martin <laughs> Freeman's character in Startup. Okay. Uh, they all kind of get involved with each other because these three, unlike the allies, the banker, the hacker, and the thug, they all... Th- thug? Why am I saying thug? Gang member. Hmm. <laughs> That's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> um... They come together and make a startup, and basically it's just a giant shit show because it's fueled by drug money. And but the way it's shot, like truly, I'm so proud of the project. And like, I'm not like a huge part of it. I mean, I'm in season two and season three. I play one of the lead's love interests, but 
I think that it's so beautifully done. Yeah. Like the way it's shot and the way it's written. Granted, you know, it's not perfect, but Is the show still on? It is. Yeah. So you can catch it on Crackle for free, but okay. sometimes the interface can be a bit wonky. Oh. <laughs> I don't want to be like saying the wrong things here. But um and I don't think Crackle's available in Canada. I don't know. But um you can get it on Amazon Prime. Okay. Oh, is it, it's an Amazon show, right? No, it's no. Crackle. Oh, it's Crackle. Crackle okay. is Sony's streaming service. Oh, okay. You yeah, can yeah. compare it to like... Yeah, I don't think Crackle's developed. I think it's in no, the States. No, I don't think it is. And it's free. You is just it? Ha- you just have to watch commercials. Yeah, oh, really? Which is fine. So, so it's free. So it's wonderful. But um, it's also available on Amazon Prime. Okay. So it's a really great show. And I I also learned a lot from that one. Yeah, what was some of your memorable, memorable experiences uh, working on that? And also in Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico. Oh, well, that I love the the beach, the tropics. I'm addicted. I need to go back. As I was telling you earlier, like I, I'm so like pale and cold and sad, and I just need it. But um, again, learning to be okay with myself. That was a whole nother level of that because I wasn't working with people my age anymore. Well, mm. on Greenhouse, I was working with a bunch of really, you know, very friendly, outgoing people my age. Yeah. Startup, it was like I was joining a show, not from the very beginning. I was joining in season two. And I, again, I kind of had imposter syndrome because I was struggling right before I booked that job. Like I was driving for Postmates. I was Mm. doing like Grubhub stuff. Like I was trying to like, I was doing catering jobs. I was like, I can't pay for my rent. I was freaking out. And I wanted the job so badly. And I actually initially thought that I didn't get it. And I'm like sitting there sobbing in my room. But then my agent's like, wait, holy shit. Hold on. I think I'm wrong. I think it's coming back to you. Mm. And... When I got it, I literally flew out like five hours later. And it was a Sunday. It was a super, super crazy experience. So I went and got there. And I, yeah, I was horrified. I was working with Ron Perlman, Hmm. Martin Freeman, Eddie Gathegi, Omar Amarero, Adam Brody, all these like, you know. Yeah. I was, and I had watched the first season and I was like, they're all fucking amazing. I really want to be on the show. All of a sudden I'm on the show and I'm like, holy shit, I'm not good enough. I don't know what I'm going to do. You know, so. I came in and like I, I kept having to tell myself like you are exactly where you're supposed to be you're exactly where you're supposed to be like you really just have to trust the universe but I was scared for different reasons than I was in greenhouse this time I was like they're really good I need to be that good hmm. you know and that's where I think I kind of I don't think I sabotaged myself but I got too much in my head when I, I just needed to trust that you know I was there for a reason mm-hmm. But I, everybody, you know, they had their own things going. They're they're older than me. They're adults. Like some are married, and mm-hmm. I I didn't feel as much of like a camaraderie on that set. Right. Not a bad way. Like there's a different different phase. It of was life. just a different. They're in a different phase of life. Yeah. And it was just a different energy, and I was like, I had just turned twenty one. Yeah. And I was just, oh god, it was again like this battle with my ego, but I'm. I'm very happy with how it turned out and I just once I trusted my gut and the art again that's when I found it more but I got a little caught up in social dynamics where I was trying to prove myself for whatever reason but again at the end of the day like we're not there to make friends we're not there to prove yourself to be like the cool person like Mm -hmm. I I found myself getting into this high school mentality of like I need to show them that I'm I'm the shit (laughs) you know but really it's like no, just show up and do your job and be a good artist to work with. And that's yeah. all anybody can ever ask for. But I started, 
yeah, the first season I was working on it, season two, I was getting caught up in all the wrong things. And, right. You know, I yeah. mean, like, it's all a learning experience, right? Yeah. yeah. I love how I, I keep bringing up, like, all the, <laughs> no. All the things. Yeah. No, no, I mean, uh, that's one of my, the objectives of um, when I have guests on on my podcast. I don't want to just talk about, like, oh, I did this, I'd show that. I want to learn more about, like, your growth. Oh, okay. Because this well, is what everyone goes right. through, right? <laughs> yeah. This is what I go through. Is what all the listeners who are who listen to this podcast go through. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it's about the challenges that you face and how you grow from them, right? Because yeah. you don't you don't learn anything from your successes. You really only learn from no, your that's true. failures or challenges, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I really, I'm really into that. I think introspection, healthy introspection, is very, very important. Yeah, absolutely. So, on that note, um, first question. Um, are there any high performance habits or ways of working or approach approaches that you've seen other actors or people on set have that you've picked up on? It could be very small things too. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I don't know if I've already brought this up several times, but kindness and humility, because that cultivates an environment where you can really be, where you trust each other. Right. And where you can be a good artist. Like, Ron Perlman, nicest guy you'll ever meet. Like, he made me feel accepted, and he made me feel comfortable, and he was encouraging. Right. Where, you know, after a take or something, he'd be like, that was great. Or he was just so nice. And it made me feel comfortable and made me feel validated. And, like, I could be myself, and I could do, like, what I've always wanted to do. Because it's so scary when you have the cameras pointed at you, and you know, you know, millions of people are going to be watching. Yeah. and if the director didn't like a take, sometimes you can spiral in your head and be like, oh shit, I'm horrible, yeah, yeah. they're gonna fire me. Ah. Like, yeah. But if you are a kind person, and like Jessica yeah. on The Flash, and Grant, and I didn't really interact much with the other actors, but they're so nice and encouraging, right. and just, they make <clears throat> you feel like you belong. And I think that's the number one thing, is that, that it, there's no wrongdoing in that, you know? What could possibly go wrong from being nice? Yeah. People like to shoot each other down and have this like competition of like, you know, who's who's better or whatnot. And like there's petty things that go on sometimes where you're like, it's all coming out of insecurity and you can't do your best, especially the perpetrator. Right. If this person, if they don't want to work with you and they don't want to get to know you and play with you as an artist, like you're not going to do a good job either. Like you're sabotaging yourself. Yeah. But if you're kind and generous and gentle and encouraging like not only are you going to get a great performance out of it you're also going to get wonderful friendships right and like all these people that i've been working with lately like yeah uh i worked i did an episode of timeless and Mm -hmm. it was an episode about young jfk and Mm -hmm. my friend grant jordan he played jfk we're still friends we still hang out we still get coffee like i love him and because he was so we were you know, bouncing that energy off of each other. We were so like, you're amazing. You're doing such a good job. Like immediately opening up to each other. Right. Being ourselves, being our nerdy selves, not trying to be cool or like staying on our phone the entire times between takes. Like you have to be present and in the moment because that's what acting is, right? Being present and in in the moment. Yeah. If you're putting on this persona of like, oh, like I'm so cool. Like it's, ah, you're garbage. I'm sorry. You're garbage. <laughs> like you are. So... That's honestly like the number one thing I've noticed. And also just hard work because mm-hmm. sometimes I've, I think one of my bad habits is like I will get lazy 
Hmm. Not not a lot so much these days. And, you know, the term lazy is relative. But, like, you know, just memorizing your lines, obviously, isn't enough. But yeah. sometimes if you're feeling, like, a certain way or jaded, which is the worst, but, like... Right. You, you see these people who work their asses off all the time and they have all these wonderful things happening to them and, like, you can't be mad at it. You know, they worked for it. Yep. It's really as simple as that. Just work hard. Work hard and be nice. And be nice. Be nice. That's the number one thing. Be kind. Be kind. Be kind. That's... It's huge. And, like, it's so shocking to me how many people aren't that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, there's there's a, you know, like, you know... uh, it's this competition of course there is competition i mean i guess i'm talking more about before you get on a project of course you're auditioning there's competition but 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 that's just life and it doesn't mean that if they want someone else that doesn't mean that you're not good it's just they want x y they want a certain energy for that role right truly if they want you they want you if they want someone else they want someone else that's all it is yeah the more that you the more and more you audition and the more things that you get super close to and then miss out on and I feel like this is something you gain just from the experience of it, but it really isn't about you. And once you realize that, yeah. the freedom right. to stick to your own artistic choices, because, you know, early on in my career, and sometimes still, of course, because I'm still technically early on in my career, it's like, I find myself like trying to be like, well, what do they want? I'm going to try yeah. to do exactly what they want and right. be, and read the breakdown and like be like, oh, I have to insert all insert these all adjectives, these yeah. even though it's like, well, if that's not how I interpret it, what if you end up booking the job and it's not the way you wanted to play it and it's right. not you and you're you're not in your element, you know? So it's like, it's not about being right or wrong. It's your interpretation. And if your interpretation isn't what they need, then they'll keep you in mind for the next thing. As long as you are good at what you do and you're sticking to you, uh-huh. these casting directors are gonna remember you. Like, right. You know, people say it all the time, but it, it's the truth. And you really just have to drill that into your head. Like, it has nothing to do with, oh, I wasn't good enough. I yep. mean, as long as you you train as an actor and right. you take your craft seriously. Right. But it's, yeah, you can't take things personally. As you were saying earlier, too, you can't take th- take things personally. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, a lot sometimes they just don't know what they want and they just want to see what you're going to bring to it. And they're like, yeah. oh, that's cool. I didn't see it that way. Yeah. And then they can just direct you if, you want, if they want something different, yeah. right? Yeah. I'm curious. Um, I've never I I've been to LA a few times, but I haven't auditioned there in mm-hmm. person. I've sent tapes, but I haven't physically auditioned there. I think the biggest difference from what I hear is like in Vancouver, there's like ten casting directors. I've heard that. Right, like yeah, ten. <laughs> How many are there in LA? Like the big ones. Huh? I mean, a lot. I have. I, I don't think I've auditioned for everyone. Absolutely not. I mean, there's you know like the main ones that you build a really good relationship with that you're going to all the time. Yeah. I mean, there's hundreds, you know? Yeah, that's uh, that's the biggest difference, the volume of work, right? Yeah. Even though a lot of LA shows shoot here now, but a lot of the casting happens there, and they usually work, yeah. have like, so for example, for The Flash, that the episode that I worked with you on, mm-hmm. I went in for the Canadian casting director. Oh, yeah. Because, yeah, the show has a Canadian casting director, too. Oh. Well, yeah, yeah that makes sense, because it's local hire. Yeah. Now. So, wow. and then they work together with the American casting director, and then uh-huh. they figure out who, but... Uh, typically here, you will audition for the Canadian casting director. Yeah, that makes If it's sense. filming here. Yeah. Do you ever do self-tapes for... Yeah. Oh, yeah, you do. I right, do, yeah. you did mention that. Oh. Yeah, but if but it's just here in Vancouver, there's maybe 10, right? So it's mm. just the volume difference is the biggest one, I find. Yeah. Another thing I've heard is that in LA, uh, people 
are not necessarily always off book in auditions. Is that true? Or they just kind of... I mean, I would never... You'd never not be off book? I would never show up to an audition and not be off book. Yes. Yeah. Do it, people do that? I, I've, I've heard that like mm-hmm. in LA, people just kind of ha- have their script in their hand and they're not necessarily always off book. I mean... Uh, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. But you're always you you're always off book. I try to be yeah. like at least ninety percent off right. book. You know, sometimes I'll have it in just because I'm not like I'm not a hundred percent sure. Like yeah. I will always have my sides like either in my hand or right next to me. Right. And I use them as a prop. You know, right. in the audition all the time. But like, not reading off the page because like how are you supposed to be present when you're if you don't know what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. But I feel like a lot of actors in LA too. Like, a lot of the time they could be like dancers or models, and they're kind of okay. like trying to do the acting thing as well. And like that's fine, but they don't. I feel like they don't, they're busy with other things, you know? Yeah. And also they don't uh, practice the craft to, like, the way that, like, us actors do where we, right. like, take it way too seriously sometimes. But, like, but people like that, they still book work, you know? Sure. They're, again, there's, like, no right or wrong. I guess it's, like, an energetic thing. Okay, that's that's good to know that, good. like, you're yeah. pretty much off book most of the time. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I just think, for me personally, I, yeah. I don't think I can act well if I'm not, off book you know right you know yeah yeah that's what makes sense to me too it's just something that i heard and i'm like okay Uh, but it seems like you know people talk a lot about what's the difference between la and new york and new york whatever you know in the end acting is acting and there'll be actors with good work ethic and talent anywhere yeah and uh right yeah well again i think about the la thing is that so many people come to la to be an actor you know okay and i feel like some people are in it for the you know, for fame. other, yeah, for fame. And like, I mean, I don't want to like be bad talking. Like, yeah, that's, yeah. that's why I'm like kind of tiptoeing around this. I'm like, sure. eh, I don't want to sit here and like talk shit, but it's like, uh, there's always, my philosophy is there's always going to be somebody and not just mine. Everybody says this, but there's always going to be somebody who works for it harder and wants it more than you do. Yeah. So like you're dealing with millions and millions of that in LA. Right. So that's, it's kind of easy to like weed out all of the people who are kind of there and just for the idea of it rather than the art of it, you know? Right, right. Yeah. Or who are just expecting to just make it right away. Yeah. Whereas I feel like New York, people don't really move to New York to become actors other than like Broadway and, you know, theater. Right. right. I mean, I could be wrong. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I live under a rock. <laughs> I, know, I know some people do, but I feel like LA is like where everybody goes. Right. And, uh, you know, you'll find out. In LA, like you just really got to work hard and be passionate about what you do. And if you have that, like something good is bound to happen. Mm -hmm. How do you stay mentally healthy? So I, okay. So most of my life, I always convinced myself that acting came first. It was the number one thing in my life. I even had a relationship that kind of ended because of that, because I remember I, I said like, acting while I was conversing he kind of asked me like you even mean like before your family or whatever and like without hesitation I'm like yes no man (laughs) so this past year I did so much traveling and you know just growth as you should every single day you know but just growing and realizing like man I love acting so much but it's like maybe 20% of my life right 20-30% there's so much more and you have to put you have to become passionate about other things and passionate about about people like music reading exploring just anything sports it's just when you become so obsessed with it first off like you won't even have enough life experience to put into your acting right right it's a cliche right yeah, but it's true 
It's so true, but what keeps me sane is like keeping myself busy. Like lately, I've been taking more Japanese lessons and singing lessons and trying to go to more shows. Did you freestyle in your spare time? <laughs> yes, I, one in? <laughs> I do. I do rap. I write. I write lyrics. Yes, um, they're pretty good. I saw one on your Instagram. <laughs> thank you. I appreciate it. It's like, it, damn. It does mean a lot. I I do have like girl got some bars. Let's <laughs> throw it down. <laughs> it's a, uh, you know, I I. I don't know why I have this weird like subconscious block with it where I'm like, oh, no, no, like I do it for fun. I can't like take myself seriously. But yeah. maybe because I don't have like the image of a rapper, you know, because right. I feel like I'm a very like, I don't know, well, girly hmm. uh, or I'm soft. That's just I'm, a reference to oh, a, yeah. something else. I, I did not say that to her. Yeah. So it's no, clear. No, sorry. I keep bringing up <laughs> conversations that we had before this. Yeah. The, the microphones were on. But I feel like I'm kind of soft. Yeah. And for me to put on this like persona, and not that rappers have to have this yeah. persona of like being they hard don't. or whatever, like you don't. And I guess I could be part of fixing that, you know, stigma. But I just sometimes I just feel silly, hmm. you know. Okay. I was but just messing with you. Um, oh no, not at all. It's fine. But it's just so okay. Yeah. So but but yeah, you live a full life. You explore all your interests, and that's how you say, yeah. stay mental health and healthy, like, right? That's be interested in other people. Yeah. Like I feel like as an actor. For a while, like, I was so wrapped up in my own life and what I wanted and my hunger for, you know, success that when I did start working as an actor and I'm like, you know, oh, I'm feeling great and I'm working, like, you don't have anybody to share it with. Yeah. And if you're not interested in other people, like, you're not an interesting person. Yeah. You know, there's just so much more to life than acting. Yeah. And... I, you know, I do believe to some extent there is part of that drive that gets you there in the first place that right. like when you're so obsessed with it, it's the only thing you want. That's right. what kind of gets you in the door. But after that, like you have to realize like gardening is great. Right. You know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it keeps you sane. You really have Are you to. Are a gardener? No, it just, it just popped in my that. mind. For some reason, I had an image <laughs> of a radish in my head. <laughs> so, yes. Radish? You know what I mean? No. <laughs> Were there radishes in those sandwiches earlier? We had sandwiches earlier. Yeah, uh, I can't um, remember. <laughs> but, yeah, you just, you gotta yeah. keep your perspective like open because you're going to drive yourself crazy if all you think about is this. Life is so interesting. That's why we act, right? Because we want to convey all the different interesting parts of life and all these different interesting people go meet those people mm -hmm. you know go immerse yourself in these things oh my god go scuba diving i went scuba diving for the first time last oh, year yeah? Changed where'd my you life. go tulamben in Where? indonesia oh wow oh when you were in bali yeah, in bali yeah nice well, that was crazy <laughs> yeah i mean for me i find uh it's developing the ability to have this on and off switch right mm -hmm. like when you're on and you're in the acting zone yeah you should be ambitious and driven and all those things but just learning to turn it off and living your life otherwise yeah i mean turning the off switch in terms of just thinking about your career all the time you know yeah i hate that honestly like i hate talking about my career yeah obviously this is a different situation right. because we literally sat down to do this right but I find myself now, especially now, like it's a little exhausting. I feel like everybody immediately the first question they ask, "So what do you do?" Yeah, and they're like, "Oh yeah, really? Like, tell me more." And it's like, uh -huh. like, <laughs> can we talk about anything else other than like you know on paper who I am? You right. know, it's it's important to surround yourself with authentic people who like you for you, right? And are interested in your thoughts and your fears and you know what you like to do, rather than what other people think of you i feel like that's a big thing in la at least hmm. right now 
I'm going to throw the Bernard Pivot questionnaire at you. What does that mean? What? <laughs> okay, it's good. It's good that you don't know what it, what it is. It's it's a set of questions that okay. was developed by this French psychologist. So the key here is you can't take too long to think of a response. Just say okay. whatever comes to your head. Okay. Okay. You ready? Oh, I'm scared. <laughs> okay. Oh, they're super easy questions. I'm take a sip of tea. Okay. Calm myself. I won't ask you the question until you've finished the sip, because unless you're trying to buy time, I'm okay. smart. I'm watching okay, you. <laughs> <laughs> Reyna, what's your favorite word? Blue. <laughs> okay. That, that's cool. That wasn't the first word. I lied. Oh, it's not your... What is your favorite word then? Well, I think I was hearing blue, but then I heard boob, and I was like, I'm not going to say boob, but all right, I exposed myself. I said boob. So so boob is your favorite word? Yes. Okay, cool. <laughs> sure. But you not, know, we don't have, we're not going to get into justifications here. It is what it is. Like, it no, is we're not going to dissect this. All right, this. guys. This is me. Take it or leave it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, of course, there's deep psychological truths to all of these responses, <laughs> but we're not going to get into that. That is the person who's listening. Will oh, analyze this it. is a mess. Okay. What is your least favorite word? Shoe. Hmm. I just yeah, you like beaches. Shoe. You like to just be free and not wear shoes and be on the beach. Sure. <laughs> or I was looking at your shoe. <laughs> okay. Okay, fair enough. Um, all right. Yeah. What is your favorite curse word? Fuck. Okay, good. Um... What is one profession other than your own that would that you would most like to attempt? Uh, childcare. Childcare. That's very strange that I said that I've never taken care of a child in my life, but yes, sure, childcare. Cool. <laughs> um, like you mean like a teacher or? It's something in that realm, sure. Okay. Yeah. What is one profession other than your own that you would not like to attempt? Doctor. No. Yeah, I just imagine like having my hands in somebody's guts, and that just gross me out mm. so definitely. and you'll probably be get a chance to do it in your acting so oh, i'm sure. that out yeah when you act okay um what is one sound or noise that you love that one right no, there that's a lie i mean yeah. that's the first thing that happened i don't know the, these you, first you, you can you can take a little bit more time you can think about it the point is you okay. can't overanalyze it okay well you can't sure do, yeah I, th- okay. I like that sound sure yeah. why not okay you like why not okay cool or or like tapping nails nails Nails. yeah yeah this is this is asmr yeah sure like your own or other people's or both my own cool you always have nails like that absolutely not my nails are normally naked and picked at and torn these are actually for my current character right yes what is your least favorite sound or noise silence utter silence like actual 100% silence. Have you ever heard that? How loud that is? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But regardless of context, there can be good silence too. No, but okay. In in what context? What do you mean? Let me ask you. What con- in what context do you hate silence? Like awkward silence? No. When I say silence, I mean like literally not even any white noise. Nothing. Hmm. When I'm in the okay. For example, when I was in the voiceover booth. Yeah how everything there is oh, actually yeah, yeah. no sound and so i'm not speaking like and all you can hear is like a for me at least what happened is my my ears started ringing because there's literally no sound hmm. it's the worst i hate it wow I, you know there's never really silence even in here like i can right. hear like a slight buzzing of anything like when you're outside when you're alone and nobody's speaking i mean that's not silence because you're hearing the world like okay okay that's beautiful okay. i mean like actual 
nothing. Nothing. That's like in worst. space, if you were just suspended in space. The worst. Yeah, I hate it. Okay. <laughs> You're scaring me. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I'm, <laughs> I'm, just <laughs> I'm just letting you let go of that answer because I'm going to ask you something different now. Okay, okay. I'm changing your frame of mind. Okay. Just giving a bit of silence in there. <laughs> um, I'm just trying to remember the question, actually. Uh, so, yeah. Oh, if, if you uh, believe in heaven... Um, and doesn't have to be in the religious context. Mm-hmm. What would you like to hear at the pearly gates? Ah, I don't know. That's a really tough one. Um, it's all good. Nothing matters. I I always say nothing matters just for context. That's just like my go-to catchphrase. So okay, sure, cool. As in, like it's not too deep. Don't worry about it. You're gonna be fine. Right. Yeah. Okay. Raina, I'd like to end the podcast on one last question. Okay. And you can take your time to think about this one. You don't have to say the first thing that comes to your head. Okay. Why do you look so... I get it, because I, I don't know. Like, when you, like, when you, when you, uh, when the... Build up the question? Anticipation. It's oh, just okay. Like, it feels like it's, a, it's an ominous question. Yeah. No, it's just, um, what would you tell a younger Raina about this industry or even life like what would you tell yourself maybe like five even or six life. years ago like yeah what advice would you give to younger self well you're more than than enough and you are always where you need to be to learn what you need to learn and perspective is so important like all these negative things that have happened to you look how much you've gained you know um i mean a lot of things really but i guess that's like the short Mm. simple version of it yeah 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 that's great well thanks (laughs) thank you so much reyna for being on my podcast thank you for having me this is great i'm sweating i'm nervous still (laughs) (laughs) what (laughs) but thank you i really appreciate it i had a great time Great, thanks. (laughs) 